Hello friends, welcome back to the Talk Over Tea podcast. This is episode three, where I sit down with a former school friend of mine and we talk about how to solve your problems. If anything, I think that this was probably the most appropriate guest for the show for this topic because we were never on good terms in high school. In, in fact, we, we always fought, not physically, but verbally a lot. And now we're pretty pretty tight. We've come a long way. However, I must say that this podcast is actually quite a short one, but it's actually quite a fun one as well. And within the 30, 40 minutes we talk throughout this episode, we talk about topics such as our own personal ways of solving problems and the detriment of gossiping behind people's backs, as well as cancel culture, which we see a lot today. And we also look at why human beings just love bitching about everything in general. So yeah, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest, Marcus Toe. So let's say I have a problem with you right now, mm -hmm. and you want to solve it, obviously. Yeah. Okay. So how would you go about it? Um, I reckon, you know, just having a conversation, because you know, then it gets you know information across. Mm. You know, if I've got a problem with you, I'll tell you, mm. and I hope that you do the same. And you know, that's how you you talk about it, you flesh it out. Eventually, you come to some sort of like resolution. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people nowadays they just um. Like people just gossip way too much nowadays, and then they start like really sh they start mad shit that that shouldn't even be started. You know what I'm saying? Like if I have yeah. a problem with you, I think the best way to solve any problems you have with other people is to talk it out, mm -hmm. and that way, like you are getting your point across, and you're not adding unnecessary noise or unnecessary fuel to the yeah, fire. Because I think what a lot of people do nowadays is that let's say I have a problem with you, right? And um. I'll go and tell one of my friends about it. Right. And then he or she will probably go and tell their friends about it. Right, right. And then it adds all this unnecessary drama because then eventually, you know, life's a circle. Uh -huh. It will eventually get to you and then you'll be like, what the what the hell, John? Like, <laughs> been chatting shit behind my back, you <laughs> know? Yeah. I feel a lot of people do that nowadays and then it just adds so much unnecessary amplified you know, unnecessary shit to to the argument mm -hmm. that, that wasn't even there to begin with. Yeah. You know, let's say it's like a simple argument like, you know, why didn't you do the dishes or some shit like sure. that. Yeah, and yeah. then it can get to a point where it exasperates it to, I don't know, somehow people's spreading rumors that you've killed someone or something. Okay, maybe not that extreme. <laughs> yeah, but, but you get what but I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I get your point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think that the reason why people, I, I mean, I don't want to say it's like a problem we have today. I mm -hmm. think it's been a problem like yeah, with for, society for centuries. Yeah, absolutely. Since the beginning of time, since yeah. people. Were able but I think to it's a lot worse today. Yeah, because I we've mean, got a lot of platforms that yeah, allow us yeah, to basically yeah. shit talk. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like you know, internet and social media and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So my question is: Do you think that it's amplified today because? There's somewhat of an incentive to um, like add drama, basically. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you see it on YouTube. Yeah. For example, uh, or not even YouTube, like Twitter, mm -hmm. right? Instead of like trying to solve problems, I see, I notice a lot of teenagers at least, or even young adults nowadays, instead mm -hmm. of solving a problem with the actual person, they will like go on Twitter and tweet a bunch of indirects like, you know, yeah. shaking my head, can't believe you're so dumb. And yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. That. I can't believe she did that. Like how stupid does she think I am? That sort of thing. Yeah. 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 So and then like you know there'll be people liking and retweeting it and stuff like Absolutely. that, you know, encouraging yeah. this kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like if you want to vent about these things, I don't think you should be venting it to the world. If you want to vent it, I think you should write it down in your diary if you need to vent. <laughs> it. Or, okay. I don't know. Do something. Go, go, go and go and talk to yourself in a mirror or shout or some shit. Yeah. I I don't know. 
So you think it's like a thing that people kind of need to like solve on their own if they're not going to sort of directly have a conversation with another person about it, like solve it like personally, I guess. Yeah. So I've had like make sure that you on your end, you've like solved it. And if unless it's a big problem, in which case then you bring it up, I guess. Um, usually I think most things are not even worth bringing up. Right, right. Like small issues unless unless it turns to become like a very very big issue right that actually genuinely bothers you and how you live your lifestyle however it is then i guess you can bring it up with your friend Mm -hmm. like even at the smallest hint of negativity they Mm -hmm. just jump on it and amplify it a thousand times and make it seem worse than it actually is. but do you think that's a problem because of the fact that you know nowadays everyone's kind of like a special snowflake and we all Mm -hmm. feel as though you know, the world sort of revolves around us individually somehow. Yeah. And this grand scheme of things. I think that's sort of the big reason why it's such a big thing. In addition to social media, obviously, providing us with a platform to shit talk. I think nowadays we've kind of been brought up in a sort of society where, you know, people are like, oh, you not to say that your opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. But perhaps you don't have as much significance in the world as you perceive that you do. Yeah. I think a lot of people... I say that a lot, by the way. I think a lot of people do, you know. (laughs) But genuinely, though, I think a lot of people actually think that the world revolves around them. Like an elevated, like, self-worth. Yeah. yeah. I think that's amplified because you feel like you are, you've got such an impact based on the amount of interactions you get on a tweet, on a video, Mm -hmm, on a mm -hmm, post, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And there's even an incentive like i said to do it and going back to the twitter example and mm-hmm. i don't want to use twitter for this one i want to use youtube right sure so you see jake paul and all these right youtubers just starting drama you don't even know whether it's genuine or not everybody harps on it no absolutely not yeah and there's an incentive in that sense like people actually you know give that's kind of the content views. that people want yeah. you know about the, the james charles and, and tidy oh yeah. yeah yeah what are your thoughts on that uh i think it's pretty petty but from, from both sides or um yeah i'd say so where it's kind of like a mix of like i think james charles is still at fault okay like, don't get me wrong i think what he did in terms of um trying to uh force his intention onto someone else i think that's completely wrong but i don't force his what intention like he you know try to sleep with i don't know okay okay dude. but that's okay I mean, okay, that that's part of the story that Tati brought up, right. but it's irrelevant in in terms of the storyline because right. it was about promoting vitamins. So I, I oh, guess, oh, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. I mean, I, I. Why not you run me through it? Yeah, it sounds as though you don't. Okay, so basically, what happened is that Tati is this YouTuber who's like almost twice his age. Dude's nineteen, by the way, James Charles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And to my understanding, or at least how. Uh, Fio explained it to me is that Tati um, took James by her wing mm-hmm. when he was in the shit or whatever it was. Yeah. And Before we, he was relevant, yeah, basically. Yeah. And she promoted him, you know, helped him start up into this big YouTuber. And she has a vitamin brand. So I think when James Charles promoted some other types of vitamins mm-hmm. uh, of some other brand, she got really upset about it. Um, and I think it's also important to disclose that the type of vitamins that he promoted on his Instagram were not the same type of vitamins. Let's say it's our situation right now and you have a probiotic right. brand and I'm promoting vitamin C. 
Okay. It's I, two different things. Correct. So, so it, that's the case. Oh. I think he was promoting sleeping pills or some shit like that. I, I don't know. But yeah, he was promoting there was two, something else yeah, that was like, different. It's a pill still. Yeah. It's like some sort of other vitamins. It's just right. not the same thing. And she got really upset about it. She, she made a huge, long video. She caused a huge commotion. Right. And the thing is that James actually tried to reach out to her and, you know, say, let's talk about it and stuff. But she mm-hmm. didn't pick up and stuff. And to me, at least, uh, I think that if you're going to be a role model to, uh, and especially when you're twice someone's age, mm-hmm. or I think close to it, you should know what to do in this situation. And if he's trying to be the mature one and trying to solve these things behind the scenes, don't bring it up to the world. Of course not. No, yeah. Especially yeah. if you've sort of, he's admitted that perhaps, you know, there might be some sort of like, I don't know, something, some fault on his end. Yeah. Be it, you know, the fact that, you know, they didn't do like some sort of collab or something. Mm. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's very childlike, you know, for you to decide, you know, just out of pure spite, I guess. Yeah. For you not to want to, you know, resolve it. And yeah. expose, you know, like want to expose it into the world just for views, I guess. Popularity, that sort of thing. I think yeah. more of the story here is that if you have a problem with somebody, it's better to solve it between the both of you. Yeah, of course. Better totally. than introducing a third party to it. Mm-hmm. Because things get very noisy. Yeah. And when I say noisy, I, I mean, I don't literally mean noisy. I mean, like, you know, adding, like I said, unnecessary fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and getting more parties involved than there should be. Another thing I wanted to raise, right, is this. It's related to, to this whole um, solving problem thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, James Charles actually lost a ton of subscribers. Oh, yeah. Like like 3 million or something like that. Yeah, yeah something, something along those lines, yeah. The damage is done. Yes. Um, what I don't like about it and what I don't like about this whole or situations like this is this whole cancel culture. Cancel culture essentially is is that two people are fighting, having an argument. Um, one side just, I don't know, releases their point of view of things. And then before the other side has a chance to respond, um, everybody just hops on the bandwagon and does things like unsubscribe or dox the person right right where you but you haven't had the chance to hear the other side of the story and you've already gone and yeah that's the problem exactly so that's the problem i have and that's one of the main reasons why i firmly believe that you should solve your problems behind the scenes because when you introduce other people to it especially the whole world the internet it technically is the whole world at this point these people are going to do something that you're going to possibly regret Right. Because it was almost like a mother and son relationship, I would argue. Like those two. Or at least that that's what I've heard. And you basically almost killed his career. Right. Without giving him a chance to respond. And I don't mean Tati directly just her killing his career. But the whole internet and these people in the beauty community just jumping on and assuming whatever she says is true right. without giving him a chance to respond. And that's the whole thing I have a problem with. And the same thing happens with, uh, I don't want to go straight into the Me Too movement, but, you know, sexual allegations and stuff. Sure. So, you know, these people will just say something and without due process, yeah, everybody you just, just... You assume that um, someone is uh, guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not relevant to, like, you know, solving your problems behind the scenes with a sexual predator or a criminal... Um, but that's my point, basically, is that a lot of people would just jump on that uh, virtue signaling bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. 
do you have any stories of of yourself like um being in a sticky sticky situation and then um manage to handle it well oh no i choose it's it's a stance i take um i give a lot less shit now like that's no i mean i've always kind of given very little shit about what people think right in a sense that you might be circling a rumor but if i don't add anything to it and i don't try to give you that power and be like oh you know i definitely didn't do that mm. it kind of goes away because it's like you because you're not adding anything to it sure people might be like oh yeah i heard so and so said something about you but if you sort of not let it give you any sort of remorse or any like anxiety or whatever and you just kind of ignore it and you i don't know through your actions try to prove otherwise just to seem to work if you're genuine about it and that's kind of the way that i handle things right and i have has anything ever happened to you before basically as a kid or as a teenager growing up uh, when I had my first girlfriend and my second girlfriend right. when 13 and 14 years old, um, whatever problems I had, I would relay it to my close friends and then the whole class would know about my right, relationship right. problems. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not a big relationship. It wasn't a big relationship. It's one of those like puppy love relationships, right? Uh, and basically, it's not good to get people involved because everybody starts talking about it. Right. And then your girlfriend would find out and then you'd be like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Time to face you music. Know, stirred up some unnecessary drama right here. Well, how do I solve this now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I took that lesson. I mean, I found out that, you know, this is not a very good way to seek advice. I mean, it's good to seek advice sometimes, right, right. right? But not, basically trust people you only genuinely trust. Don't, don't be like so trustworthy to everyone. Yeah. Where yeah. you sort of only want like input from people who you know mm. like have a genuine like I don't know yeah um, who are genuine about giving you good in advice and that sort of thing yeah and yeah. have your best interests in mind yeah so I took that lesson and then um, applied it obviously later on in life that's kind of why you know my relationship with you has been quite successful yeah I, I say. so I mean the reason behind that is because whatever problems we have in general, we don't tell anyone about them. Right, right. We talk it through, we solve it internally, and we don't get other people involved. Mm -hmm. And that way there's no unnecessary noise at it, like I said. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that's, that's a story. And, and one of the things about me in general, right? I, I wouldn't say this all the time, but although I try to be um, as much as I can, can be, but um, whenever I have a problem with somebody, that actually genuinely annoys me or affects me, or right. even sometimes when it doesn't. Okay. And I feel like I should, you know, just tell them. I would, I would tell it to their face. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people, and I'm, and I'm very fortunate in that sense that most of my friends who I actually speak to uh, know that I do not have bad intentions when I tell yeah. them. Well, uh, you're just all you're, you're you're saying it, you know, out of the kindness of your heart, basically. Yes, yes. I want things to be better. I want our relationship to It's not to like prosper. with any malice or anything involved. Yeah. It's for you to like be able to give yourself an opportunity yeah. to like, I don't know, correct the behavior or whatever. Yeah. So basically, if you're an asshole, I'll tell you you're an asshole. Yeah. You're being an asshole. And, and that's one of the things that made me um, learn how to take criticism as well. Right. Because if I'm being harsh to other people, people should you be harsh expect, to me as yeah, well. That, that's a big thing. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people nowadays, the reason why they can't take criticism, people tend to just take an escape to go to social media and start chatting shit is because they can't take criticism. They can't take this negativity because right. like you said, we, we, I don't know why everybody's just becoming snowflakes nowadays, yeah. right? 
that everybody's just running away from their problems and they don't want to hear anything bad about themselves right right or their relationship with somebody else and you just be like okay whatever i don't, I don't care i don't i don't want to solve it yeah. it'll solve itself no 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 it doesn't work that way it's, it's, it's gonna come back by the end yes that's what it is yeah 100 yeah because nowadays i think it's getting very difficult for you to get genuine like criticism in a sense because yeah. everyone's being very pnc and yeah i don't really like yeah that's that's one of the reasons why like yeah. we were we were, we were talking we were speaking earlier before the podcast and about how why why i mentioned like political correctness is one of the greatest problems in the world and i think this is this is evident in this in this case yeah. like people are so pc nowadays like they, they they become so fake yeah yeah and i don't like that and i i i also realized this a lot so many people are so two-faced. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. bloody hate that. Why can't you be real with each other? Well, it's. I think that goes back into that PNC thing where, you know, perhaps, you know, you, you, you're being really two-faced to this person because you're afraid that, you know, they're going to, like, I don't know, be mad at you, I guess, for saying speaking your mind or saying voicing an opinion, which might necessarily, you know, might not necessarily be right, but it's an opinion that they have. And they sort of do it thinking to themselves that, oh, you know, I'm doing it out of like courtesy for the person, like that I'm not like telling them to the face so that, you know, you don't lose face or whatever. And, you know, speaking the truth, like what they really feel to other people. Yeah, I, I feel like that's down to that PNC thing again, where we have been sort of taught and conditioned to, you know, be very, not be very mindful, be, be like ex- almost excessively mindful. But the kind of things that we tell people. Yeah. I think there are two sides of the coin to this. Yeah. So one is that you should be able to voice your opinion without having... Okay, I don't want to say without the fear of like consequences and like any people, consequences. Yeah. But you should be able to voice your opinion in that in, to a certain extent. Right, right. right? And I, th- I feel like a lot of people just don't give a shit nowadays. They just like, I'll just leave the problem. Yeah. The other side of the coin is... You should be able to take criticism. Absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of people just yeah they just can't be bothered. They just think their egos are so incredibly big, and they don't even notice that their egos are big. Right. Right. Um, that any criticism that comes to them that they deem to be too harsh or too hard to take, or some I mean the truth hurts. Of course. And they can't deal with that, and then they just be like, "No, you're wrong. I'm sorry." Especially, yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. But, you know, at the same time, it's because we're not, nowadays, we're not used to being told no. And I think that's something that we need to do a bit more. It's just telling people, like, being told from young kid that, you know, you're doing something wrong, no. You know, that big Maybe thing. Maybe that's why there's so many spoiled kids nowadays Sure, as well. yeah. Because yeah. par- parents are, not to say parents are to blame for this, but I feel as though... You know, it's because of the way that, you know, media portrays things and, you know, the kind of opinions that we have going around where it's bad to say no to your kid. And I think from a young age, if you're told, you're never told no and you're never, you know, it's always super like constructive, like, oh, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that instead of saying, you know, don't do that. Yeah. I think eventually that might create like a problem of where, you know, people like, yeah, I guess they can't, they might be able to dish out like um, uh, criticism, but can't take it back themselves just because you know they've just never really faced real criticism from anyone or like any sort of um resistance yeah yeah i mean that's why we've got so many snowflakes nowadays as well exactly, man snowflakes that's yeah. all what it comes down to yeah i think also because there's so many 
political movements nowadays. Right, right. Like, you know, safe spaces. Oh, we, we can't say anything. We don't like to each other. I think my university is one of them. I mean, I won the classes I took. <laughs> um, I won the classes I took uh, l- last semester. This semester, technically. Um, it was a great class, actually, if I'm being honest. Like, the content, the material was actually uh, quite good. I actually quite enjoyed it, except for one of the topics, but generally it was quite nice. Right. Um, and what it was, it was that uh, one of the classrooms, I think it was like, okay, this is a safe space. We're not right. meant to insult right. uh, or offend anyone. Okay, fair enough. That's a good idea. But I think is that in an ethics class, where we are debating whether things are right or wrong. It's kind of hard to be able to get a point exactly. across if you're being very careful not to hurt anyone. Precisely. Right. So one of, the, one of the things that John Peterson says is that he said that in order to think, you need to risk offending. Of course. So how are we supposed to think if we're not going to risk offending anyone? Like everything's like, oh, whatever I'm going to say is bound to offend somebody. Of course, yeah. Because if you're speaking, I mean, if you just, like, if you do the math, there's no way that, you know, if like a hundred people listen to what you're saying, yeah. there isn't going to be at least one person who feels exactly. slightly offended. Exactly. And I can just make shit up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm offended because, you know, this doesn't fit my right, right, right. morality. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Yeah. That's why you've got so many people just like, oh, sorry, I, I can't cope with this and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like being able to, you know, offend, I mean, be able to hear opinions that might offend you. I think if what you really believe is real in a sense, like what your opinion is, I guess, right objectively, I feel like if someone says something that, you know, might might say otherwise, if you yourself and your opinion are correct, you should have the ability to, to defend it. To, to defend it and also, you know, maybe hear them out and be like, oh, but this. Yeah. You know, but you, you should be, you people don't necessarily have to listen and agree with you hmm. more so you should be able to have a healthy conversation and be able to argue it up yeah and you might offend each other along the way but as long as you come down to a point where you understand where the person's coming from and the reason they have that view and you know the way you know maybe it might be because of the way they were brought up or something but you need to be able to accept that okay this person has a different view and that's fine and this is the reason why doesn't mean i'm wrong you might be, but you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it discredits what your opinion is. Exactly. But, you know, it might even strengthen it if you know it comes to a point where you're able to get your message across to someone who might have a varying opinion. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've always said is that if you are such a strong believer in a certain opinion right. or a certain viewpoint, you should be able to defend it. Absolutely. And to in a, in order for you to defend it properly, you someone need to hear the other to, viewpoint. Yeah. yeah kind of like uh, coals turning into diamonds. You need pressure. Right. Yeah. So if your viewpoint or your opinion, if you think that reigns supreme above every everything else, you need to be able to take the pressure in order to make that diamond. Right. Because uh, it, yeah, it provides you with credibility as well. Exactly. Yeah, that's a big thing. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons why the you know those uh, videos online of um, like people like Ben Shapiro like roasting <laughs> liberals that kind of stuff, right? right. That's why yeah. people are so into that. Yeah. It's because they see that you know. His, his viewpoints are better than this person's viewpoints. Right, that kind right, of right, right. You know, I mean, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to imply like, oh, you know, Ben Shapiro reigns supreme and blah blah. But yeah, it's just but an it's example. He's got conviction to his, yeah. yeah to his but that's just my example. Like how you debate 
your points and get your points across. I don't want to get people confused that you are you should be able to criticize because I think a lot of people take me out of context and say, oh, you're contradicting yourself throughout the whole podcast. Right. But my point is that you should be able to criticize. Right. You shouldn't be, be gossiping. Well, right. not you shouldn't be able. I don't want to like, you, you know, put an authoritarian stance <laughs> to it. No one is allowed to gossip anymore. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it, it would be better for your relationship if you stop don't gossiping. Gossip. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but I you think should be able to, what I'm trying to say is like you should be able to criticize um, whatever it is. You know, I think there's a very fine line between yeah. gossiping and, and criticism. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. People can't seem to different but i think the too. most important thing about this about all of this is that a lot of people a lot of times when people give like criticism or like they start gossiping about someone they don't provide the sort of resolution that they want it's just kind of like empty noise is being oh like my God. Around. yes that is so true that is so true right because i feel the most important thing if you want to criticize someone you need to be able to give them some sort of resolution to this like i want you i think what you're doing is wrong and then if you stop there, there's no resolution like here. Yeah, yeah. That is a very, very good point. Right. Because then if, if let's say, okay, right, so this person's not washing dishes, can you know, if you tell them, right, you know, you, you don't wash the dishes and you stop there, sure, like it gets a point across. Like, okay, yeah, I don't well, wash I dishes. Well, I guess the general yeah. reaction, but, but for more complex problems. Sure, but right? yeah. yeah. It's like, um, you know, you, you've got this problem of coming in late to class. Okay, that person, like, if, you know, doesn't um, prioritize going to, like, lessons or whatever, like, as a teacher, like, saying, oh, you don't come to class. If you just say that, they might think, oh, you know, they're saying this to, you know, because they're angry at me and, you know, they sort of, I don't know, they dislike me for some reason. But if you go on to say, like, oh, I think you might be missing out on this information, it still gets the point across. Yeah. And it also adds you with some sort of resolution and sort of understanding, like, the reason why you're doing things as opposed to just... Come to class because I want you to come to class. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I, I always find myself asking these people who are bitching about other people, right? I'll be like, so what do you want him to do about it? Right. And then people, a lot of times people just get, get kind of stunned and just like, yeah. uh, I didn't actually really think about that. Yeah. Now what do you want him to do about it? Like, oh, she bitches so much about her mom. Okay. So what, what are you going to tell her? Stop, like, stop you... bitching about mom. Like, why don't you like give us some solutions for them? Right. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Or like, oh, my sister's been doing this, 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 this. And you're like... Okay, and? Just, just go tell her if you're so pissed <laughs> off, man. Like, stop whining for crying out loud. Like, do something about it. Sometimes, at times that they bitch so much, they get into a habit of bitching so much. Right. That they become ungrateful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think everybody's got a habit of doing that, but not, not necessarily against people, but maybe against certain lifestyle sure. choices that you sure. make or yeah. whatnot. You know, it could be like, oh, you know, the healthcare in this country could be better, that kind of thing. But yeah. you realize like, you know, healthcare is pretty good right now. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not trying to imply anything that, you know, I'm right, not trying right. to say like, that's a real world example. I'm yeah. just saying like, you know. It's an example. Yeah. It's just yeah. Like some sort of like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's example. just an anecdote. So like I said, like, you know, people, people are just... Yeah, but I think that, that comes down to the fact that, you know, we can't like complaining. It's something that a lot of people... Maybe not like Yeah, I want to get into... If one day I can get a psychologist to, right. to explain to me why you humans have so a very bad habit <laughs> of complaining and bitching about things. Like, right. do you find that a lot of people bond better? I don't know. This is just from my anecdotal evidence, right? A lot of people bond better when they're 
chatting shit about something. Right. Because, okay, I th- uh, I've actually thought about this, right? Yeah. And I know exactly why they and do it. And it's evident right now because we are chatting shit about the people Correct. Who, who are chatting, who chatting shit. shit. Okay. Exactly. I kind of understand how that works. Okay. Because I've, I've really thought, I put some salt into this. And the reason why people can relate to, like, they kind of, like, relate better to each other and get closer when they're chatting shit about someone, like, the, uh, not someone, maybe, like, a common thing, is because it sort of, like, bridges the gap and it gives them some sort of similarity, some sort of platform or, like, topic where they have, like, a shared, like, I don't know, opinion. But and what can you do that with something that's more positive? Because, you know, it's not as fun to talk about nice things. Why? Okay, let's say, like, oh, that's a nice, like, nice shirt you're wearing. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Where's it from? Oh, I'll tell you it's that. And that's kind of it, isn't it? Because the thing is, right, with, with, with compliments and nice things, it kind of stops there. Because there's more to talk about when there's bad things to say because you can compound things. Because there's only so much niceness, in a sense, that you can compound. Before, like you said, it gets a bit fake. There's the ability to compound because, you know, saying bad things... Can't the argument be made with bad stuff as well? Like, you can overdo... Negativity as but well. then if if the person that you're chatting to or the group of people you're chatting to you know start have really strong opinions it'll just get them riled up and that's exactly how like i don't know you're stimulating more emotion sure you think anger is a strong emotion and happiness it depends on what's behind it i think where where, where not something is sort of genuine and it really gets your blood boiling if if, if from the side of anger Cause I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what the science is. Yeah, it's just an opinion. That that you think that maybe anger might be a more powerful emotion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, f- I feel like it does actually. I mean, based on what I've seen. Because I don't know. To me, uh, without getting too like I don't know, spiritual or, or philosophical. Or anything, yeah. Fire and anger, that's a stronger fuel for things. If you think about it, because it's more likely to be able to put you into like action, I guess. Because let's think about it. Like, right, I really like this. Let's say I really want something, right? Like I want like a PS4, right? If I really want something, I'll just go and get it, right? And that kind of stops it. Okay, I enjoy it while I have it. Versus anger, because there is like a constant like opposition, it gets you to keep on fighting. And it makes uh. you, it gives you sort of strength to go and do things. So do you think the reason why anger is such a I don't I'm not really yeah powerful emotion is because our human nature is to fight against something? Possibly, but I think it's more so down to the fact the opposition. People like you know, with anger, when you're opposed, then it makes you angrier. But then you're angrier, then you voice an opinion again that's exactly the same. And the other person or the other sort of party involved they get angry too and it kind of feeds itself. So I think that pretty much wraps our topic up today. So the whole general theme is basically don't be so sensitive and don't have such a big ego that you're so blinded by it right. that you're not hearing anyone else out. Compromise. Compromise, yeah. yeah. Be ready to compromise because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, life is about compromises. Exactly. Compromising to maybe someone else's benefit and yourself just for the sake of peace. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Anyway, thank you f- very much for coming on today. No problem. It was great really being here. Boiling hot room right now. Absolutely boiling. Mm-hmm.